You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. show dedicated to helping couples, dating couples, engaged couples, and married couples build their marriages and relationships on the rock that is Jesus Christ. I'm Father Brito Berkmans. I'm here in my home uh, with my co-host, Sandy Labuvi. Good morning, Sandy. How are you doing? Good morning, Father Brito. I'm doing wonderfully well. I absolutely love the change in weather we have had recently here in Chicago. Oh, yes. Like someone at the office said, we really do go from winter to summer, it feels. Like there's not much of a window in between, but I'll take the, the sun shining and the lack of snow and ice and cold. Oh, yes. Beautiful time of year. But what is funny is like last week we had all those 80s and 90 temperatures and uh, somebody asks me all the time, Father, you are from India. Is it hot enough for you? I said, of course, it's not hot enough. I don't want hot. I like the cool, not the cold, but I like the cool. In the 70s, maximum 80s, it's nice. Yes. And I think this week is like that. It is nicer. And we are grateful that the temperature is a little bit down. And of course, conversations always go around Weather, right? I mean, especially in Chicago, weather is news. <laughs> this is true, but what a blessing that we have the change of seasons. I just, uh, I mean, I love that 70 degree-ish zone, you know, I, I prefer sweatshirt weather, you know, just, just enough cool that you need to wear a sweatshirt, um, but not so hot that, you know, a t-shirt is just uncomfortable. But um, how lucky that we actually go through these phases because it always forces me to kind of re-appreciate you know, when the season changes. Whereas if I yep. had that 70 degrees all the time, I'd probably just take it for granted. Yeah. So just like in life, I think sometimes it's those setbacks, those challenges that help us to really appreciate the beautiful. That's life. why God gives us day and night, winter and summer. You know, it makes us appreciate the different things. Yes, yes. Anyway, we are in the month of May. Of course, it's the month of our Blessed Mother. Yes. And uh, But it's also month of transitions. You know, our young people graduating from eighth grade, from kindergarten, from high school, from college. So there's a lot of changes happening. And I know that in your life, there is a huge transition too, a couple of huge transitions. Right? <laughs> yes. What do they say? Change is the one inevitable in life you can count. I think change in taxes and maybe death, right? Not that they're all equally unenjoyable, but sometimes change can be very difficult um, and yes, you're right, especially when it comes to your children um, leaving the nest. I think back to um, Father Jerome's homily last weekend on Mother's Day. He gave a beautiful homily, very honoring of mothers. Um, but he also spoke about just the journey we, we have as mothers um, from when that child is in our womb. You know, they begin in our womb. 
day one, and we nurture that over the course of nine months or so, and then we bring them into the world, and then where it goes from there, right, this whole parenting journey that we do um, for the next roughly 18-ish years on average until they then are ready to fly fly out on their own, and it's it's quite a journey, and he did recognize how difficult it is for a mother, and I'm sure for fathers as well, um, but how difficult it is to to uh, release your child, to learn how to let go. I, I think that is one of the most difficult parts of parenting that I've had to try to figure out. And I'll admit I've done it sloppily. You know, there is no textbook on this is how it works. You know, you do your best, but it's hard. And there's a, I know. a whole myriad of emotions you're working through. You're happy for them. You're excited for them. You're nervous for them. You're sad for yourself and the loss. And so, yeah, I imagine there's a lot of parents um, going through that phase right now as they're celebrating these key graduations of perhaps their high schoolers who are moving away. Right. I mean, away. I mean, I admire you moms and dads, you know, how difficult it must be. I mean, it is also fulfilling. I mean, these little babies that you brought home, now they have grown adults and they are starting their life on their own. And that means you have done well as a parent that you have taught them how to, you know, to navigate the world in some way. And that's a course, big, it's a big hope. You hope that yes. how it plays out. Yes. And then you pray, you know. <laughs> and then you pray. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. God gave us the graces as women to nurture a child in our womb, right? I mean, this is something that a human couldn't figure out how to do. God gave us that the grace yep. to do that. And I believe similarly, he'll give us the grace to transition into this next phase of their life. Exactly. But you're right. Prayer is absolutely well, and we got other helps too. So hopefully our radio show helps our couples, young couples who may be starting out and others to, to build their marriages on, on the rock that is Jesus. So as we have always done, we have brought couples into our show to interview them. And last month, we had a wonderful couple. I mean, you know, oh. we get couples sometimes, they have so much to say, the time yes. is not enough. And I think yes. Bill and Eileen were like that. Don't you agree? Oh, I do. And the beautiful part about it is they've been married for 33 years. They are well beyond the honeymoon phase. But when you look at them together, they still look like they have this, oh. this tremendous love and respect for each other as they probably did, you know, from the very beginning. Um, so, yes, they were a delight to have. And um, as we said, they've been married for 33 years. Actually, on this May 28th, I believe she said, is their anniversary. So happy anniversary, happy early anniversary, um, Bill and Eileen, and congratulations on 33 years. Um, before they had gotten married, though, they had quite a lengthy journey of dating and getting to know each right. other. So they had met at, um, I believe it was St. Hillary's, which was, yes. yes, that was Eileen's church. She said that she grew up, she went to school there, and it's actually the church they were married in. Um, and they met there in youth ministry together. Yes. So what a wonderful way to begin a relationship with someone. Um, and they even dabbled in community theater, she said. They had a lot of fun. They were involved with masses with the youth. Um, so they did a lot of that together. And um, after, what was it, four, four years of dating, I think, is when they made the commitment to um, being engaged and getting married. Now, that was a bit of a time um, period, too, because... As we know, Bill um, had shared with us that he was getting an annulment from his prior marriage. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was about a two-year process, he said. So it took some time, but it was so important to him to go through that process. And it was equally important for Eileen to respect that and be patient as they did 
um, go through that annulment process. And then they, he even said they planned their courtship around that event. That's how <laughs> important it was because they knew they wanted to get married in the church before God um, one day. So that's what extended their dating period uh, a little bit. But yes, what a wonderful couple. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it is good to remind our listeners, you know, I think every couple that starts out marriage, you know, they start with the greatest hope. Yes. You know, it'll be forever. And nobody thinks that it is going to fail. But in spite of your goodwill, even your effort, and sometimes it doesn't work. And I think the part of the reason the church gives annulment is because the church understands how life is not perfect. And our God is merciful. Our God is compassionate. As in all other areas of our lives, God gives us second chances. I mean, we are in the Easter season. Look at the whole story of the resurrection. All the disciples who ran away, the only one who stayed at the foot of the cross was John. And the Lord, what was his greeting to them? Peace be with you. And I would like to tell anybody who's listening, you know, if you were in that situation, you know, and that your first marriage didn't work out, you know, and you want to be remarried in the church, I think, or if you are married civilly, you can get it straightened out. It's not that difficult. You know, your parish priest will help you. And it is a, such a beautiful thing to get your marriage blessed in the church by God. It gives you such a sense of peace. I know people sometimes say, oh, it costs too much. This is not necessarily true. I think that is a myth that circulates the churches. I mean, think about how much money people spend on divorce lawyers. It is not like that at all. It is a fee. There is a fee, but it is not. Oh, the rich people get the annulment. That is not true. It is. Right. It, it is usually the, the the costs that are involved in running a, a legal process, and it's not exorbitant. I can assure you, unless there is a special case or something we don't know. But normally, it is not. And the other thing is, it is going to be painful. And women have told me, men have told me, the process itself is cathartic. Because very many times people, when they divorce, they try to put it aside and try to move on. But you try to go through the process, it is very cathartic. And, and you can move forward a little more healed. And, you know, I'm not saying it is easy, but the process itself is not that difficult. So yeah. I would like to encourage people. I know that even in the parish where I was, the three parishes, there were good people. But, you know, so I, I really would like to encourage because I have met so many second marriages that are beautiful, better than the first one. Mm -hmm. I mean, God rewards you with something special. Yeah. So I think people should have that hope. And yeah. Bill and Eileen's case was something like that. Exactly, exactly. And as you know, this hits me a little bit personally, too, because I have been through that annulment process myself. Mm -hmm. And I can testify to the fact that, yes, the fee is not exorbitant. And it's even something that I believe they they request um, a certain amount. But if you can't pay that, they're willing to work with you. So it's, mm -hmm. it's even open from that perspective. But the whole process, I'll, I'll admit that um, when I was first coming to terms with the divorce, as a, as a married person, on that edge, you do a lot of doubting, second guessing, and even um, judging of yourself. You feel like you've made the biggest mistake. <laughs> you feel like a failure. These are all things that the devil uses to try to pull you right into this web of lies and sin. And so I know that for me personally, it was a big, big struggle because how could you make a mistake in this most important area of your life, right? Um, but to your point, going through that annulment process, yes, it's not easy, but it actually was 
very validating for me to sit and reflect back on the journey of my marriage and, and things that I wouldn't have taken time out, questions I would not have asked myself on my own, I wouldn't have thought to. But as you process them, you can understand that journey and, and almost mm-hmm. come to a little bit more peace with it yourself. So I really do believe it's it's beneficial, not only because, yes, we would love to think of getting remarried one day in the church, those of us who maybe have been divorced and think we may remarry. Um, so that's a wonderful thing because it opens that door for us. But it's even more than that. I think it really does help us, like you were saying before, to actually heal by facing mm-hmm. the pain more so than right. if you didn't go through that process. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, can you believe how fast the time has gone? We are ready for our first break. So don't touch the dial. We'll be back. This is Built on the Rock. spending a week on the tranquil grounds of the University of St. Mary the Lake where you can pray, reflect, and learn from the rich treasures of the Bible. An invitation for all to experience the annual Summer Scripture Conference, June 19th to 24th, might just be for you. Notable Scripture scholars from across the United States will present this year's program, focusing on interpreting Scripture in the Church. The five presenters will share on a variety of topics, including... Interpreting Scripture and the Vatican II Documents, Different Christian Denominations and How They Differ in Perspectives on Scripture, The Bible and Politics in America Today, What Scripture Says About Children, How to Use Scripture in Prayer, and Interpreting Scripture for the Life and Mission of the Church. For registration and conference package information, visit our website at www.usml.edu slash summerscripture or call 847-837-4575. This year's conference will be both in-person and virtual. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. 
The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. dating, engaged, and married couples build their relationship on the rock that is Jesus Christ. I like to think of this show kind of as a couples helping couples show. Um, We interview couples to learn what has worked for them, what challenges they may have faced, and basically we're learning from those, not just in a theoretical space, but those in the trenches who are living this journey, this walk with their mate, Um, and there's so much wisdom to be gleaned from that as we've been discussing what we've learned from Bill and Eileen before the break. Um, so when I had asked them how their relationship developed from a good friendship to realizing this was their life mate, Bill said he chased Eileen until she stopped running. <laughs> and Eileen, mm-hmm. she did mention there is some truth to that, but what Eileen said um, was really important. Um, she said that they were friends first for quite some time, and she strongly mm-hmm. recommended that um, to any people who are developing a long-term interest in each other, Because as she said, the romance is not there every single solitary day. And if you don't have a friendship, um, when you get sick, when you get angry, when you have a really, really bad day, um, if you're not friends and can't talk through things with each other, it's not going to work. So that's kind of a beautiful segue into what I felt was one of the most amazing nuggets we learned from interviewing them. And that was this idea that when they are having that really bad day, or they're upset with each other, or there's a challenge that they're facing, Um, Whenever there was a strain on their relationship, their MO was to get in the car and drive. And Bill Bill admitted, he said, I know it sounds kind of silly, kind of crazy, but it forced them to talk to each other and to air out whatever was bothering them. And they did this in in a way where there were no distractions, no outside distractions, no TV, no phone ringing. They were together just with each other, and they were committed to talking about the problems. Um, Bill referred to it as kind of a peace offering. Um, And we recognize it takes a lot of humility to be able to do that because when you're upset, you know, it's hard to step outside yourself and want to offer that um, peace offering to try to work towards a resolution. You kind of sometimes stay in that place of anger and frustration, um, but their commitment to each other in this way, I thought was an absolute, absolutely beautiful lesson for our couples. Yeah, I, I, I really love that. As I, yeah. as we have done this show for years, no couple has come up with a strategy like this. This was a great strategy. I mean, as they said, they are forced to talk to each other. Yes. The person who is driving, you know, has to concentrate on the road, yes, but there is no other distraction. You've got to listen to each other. 
and uh, sometimes i think it's easy when you are mad to turn away from the other actually john gottman says healthy couples turn towards each other when things are difficult when things are challenging and also it is when we are mad at each other that we say some awful things so the sooner you can try to get over those things it's always better and uh, so i i i i was so touched by that uh, because i think each couple develops certain strategies unique to their own relationship and this was really good and i would really suggest to people to do that um in prioritizing each other above oh. anything and all else at that time is such a beautiful thing i mean no wonder they're sitting there 33 years married and you still sense such a warmth oh. because you make that person your priority in that way especially in the hard times um it's just an amazing thing it's a recipe that has to has to be very helpful for any relationship right and the other thing they said was what sustained them through these things is their faith yes i mean they met in a faith context and they continued to nurture that faith and i can tell you because in my own personal experience with them they were there at mass every sunday and every also during the weekdays faith was so important to them yes. so when 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 you are faced with some challenges in your marriage it is bigger than you i mean your marriage is bigger than you and so you turn to god you know right. I, i usually tell my couples you know when we have problems sometimes we like to consult consult the expert which is good but we should also kneel down and pray yes. because when we stand problems look bigger but when you kneel down the problems become smaller mm. and we put it in the hands of god and wisdom comes by calming ourselves down facing ourselves in the presence of god and uh, you see the the same problems in a slightly different perspective very true very true yeah they had talked about several challenges that they had faced throughout their marriage um whether they were health challenges or family mm -hmm. challenges as we know those can be really difficult to navigate um even business challenges when bill had explained that he was on call 24 hours a day and the call could come through at any time he could get paged called in and he would have to just turn off the family life and enter into the business um situation and and for eileen especially in the evenings who is a light sleeper she said it was hard because he may take the call and fall right back asleep and she said she'd be up the rest of the night so these are difficult things that you have to navigate um back to your point about their faith though um you can see how that foundation of faith helped them to trust god with all of these challenges specifically they talked about having two boys that are 14 years apart i have two boys that are 18 months apart which brings different challenges um but 14 years apart as they said they i mean they they went through the teenage years twice oh my gosh i feel for them that's not an easy thing the athletic challenges with that the scholarly challenges the financial challenges the cost of school all of these things were very burdensome for them and they had said something so beautiful they said every time that they thought they were financially ruined the lord provided something they never exactly. anticipated and yeah. so they get to this point of well what are we going to do and eileen said that they um they they decided they would keep working and doing what they're doing they'd keep being generous with their their gifts because they understood everything that they have comes from god 
And it's uh, and and Bill added to that that um, as long as we're together, everything else will work out. So a couple yeah. of beautiful things there, both that trust in the Lord to provide as He always had, which I think comes from their deep foundation of faith, um, and then also Bill um, really highlighting their commitment to each other that as long as they're together facing this, mm-hmm. it will work out. Right. I mean, I think that idea of trusting in God's goodness, God's providence. I think sometimes as Americans, you know, we like to be self-sufficient. Yes. We want to make sure that we have enough and we can we can do this on our own. But I think we got to realize that the Lord who feeds the birds of the air and the, the takes care of the lilies of the field, he will take care of you. And, you know, I always tell people about that story in the gospel where Jesus changes water into wine at the marriage feast of Cana. Just imagine on their most important day, they could have been terribly embarrassed because at the time of Jesus, the couple had to provide enough wine for three days of celebration and they ran out of wine and the whole village was there. And for generations, they would have talked badly about them. Look at that. They ran out of wine at their wedding. But who spared them that embarrassment? Jesus and Mary. It's Mary who goes to Jesus and said, son, they don't have wine. And Jesus works the miracle. You know, in a, most Catholic marriages, the bride goes to this image of the Blessed Mother. I always tell my brides, say, please, it's pray to our Blessed Mother and tell her, Mary, you're a woman, you're a wife and a mother. I'm starting something in my life. Please come with your son and with Joseph, your whole family, your holy family, and be part of our family. And I can assure you, they will take care of even your material needs. <laughs> and I've seen it in my family, how God took care of my family, because I went into the seminary, my sister went into the nunnery, my brother was also in the seminary. When my father retired, there was no one to take care of the family, but then it all worked out. <laughs> yeah, and that trust in God, again, really, I think, comes from a solid foundation of faith. You need yes. that to have that trust in the Lord. Um, and also, as Eileen pointed out, it's it's just so important if we can humble ourselves enough to realize that everything we have, everything yeah. we have comes from the Lord. Sure, it doesn't anyway, Oh, go ahead. I think we are running out of time because I'm keeping time and uh, it's almost we are coming to the end of it. And as oh. I said, I talked about the Blessed Mother and this is the month of May. I hope that we all pray the rosary, turn to our Blessed Mother because she is our mother. And uh, so as just a reminder to all of our listeners, Maybe we can end today's beautiful. I mean, we have so many beautiful things to talk about, but we've run out of time. Maybe we should use another show. I don't know. We'll think about that. And yeah. maybe we'll conclude with a beautiful prayer to our Blessed Mother. Yes, yes. And before I do that, just praise God for these wonderful couples who come and become vulnerable and transparent in front of an unseen audience, you know, sharing, sharing what works for them, sharing their struggles and their pain. Because you're right. I mean, look, we try to spend another show to unpack it all, and we always run out of time. There's so many good nuggets there. So thank you so much, Bill and Eileen, for joining us. And to all the couples who've come before, thank you for being willing to share your your stories with our listeners. Um, So yes, let's close with a prayer um, to Mary, prayer for goodness of heart. Um, It's by someone named L. de Grand Mason. I hope I said that name correctly. Um, Holy Mary. Mother of God, preserve in me the heart of a child, pure and transparent like a fresh spring. Give me a simple heart that goes beyond its own pain, a heart ready to give itself 
a heart full of compassion, a faithful and generous heart that does not forget the good it receives and overcomes rancor. Make my heart humble that I may love without demanding to be loved, happy to vanish in other hearts and sacrifice itself for your divine son. Give me a great and courageous heart that will not close itself before ingratitude, nor weaken before indifference. Give me a heart aglow with the love of Jesus Christ, wounded by his love, with an ardor that never dies till I reach heaven. Amen. Amen. So until next time, God bless you and have a wonderful summer. Bye.